0: Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real-life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's Word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fam?
1: Happy Friday, everybody.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Truth Be Told.
1: Hey, guess what? Huh. We are in a different state recording wow. this podcast, and we were the last podcast.
0: Yeah, we're pretty excited. We're enjoying the Florida life, the when Florida the, weather. Is
1: it the 813? No, that was in Tampa. That's
0: Tampa. I don't know.
1: I don't even know what the area code is. We're wow. still 607, though.
0: That's Yeah, we got to get that going. <laughs> um, but we are excited coming to you from live from Florida. It's a, no. <laughs> um, but we no, we really are excited. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. boots on the ground, starting to connect with people, starting to form a launch team, starting to look at venues and places where we're going to launch the yeah. church here in January. It's been
1: awesome. Hey, if you've been supporting this vision in any way, we yeah. want to thank you, whether it be a financial seed whether it be prayer mm-hmm. whether it be just even sharing our stuff on social yeah. media thank you thank you thank you it's making a huge difference in what we're, want, what we're trying to do here
0: absolutely and if you haven't yet and want to you can just go to our website
1: www.legacychurch.io
0: <laughs> yep exactly and I, actually we've been starting to put some content out there too we've got the blog which you know my wife is taking some of the Uh, podcasts, doing blogs for them, writing new blogs. We've got a free five-day devotional on there. And so just check it out if you want some more uh, Mm -hmm. content and want to connect. There's also an ability to partner with us on a monthly basis there as well. Um, But we're not going to talk about this anymore. We're going to talk about the title, which is Stop Being a Thermometer. I feel like that's an insult.
1: Honestly, it was funny to me watching you uh, transition into that because I was like, You're about to literally tell them to stop doing something.
0: Yeah, stop being a thermometer. Stop being—I feel like stop being such a weenie. Like stop.
1: I've never heard you say that before. No, never.
0: It it just—it just feels like he
1: does tell our two-month-old to not cry like a little baby. Yeah, stop crying like a little baby.
0: He's not. He's a grown man. He's—he's almost. He's two next week.
1: Two months old. Oh, that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: no, he does cry like a little baby. My goodness, (laughs) help us. No, but today we want to talk to you about not being a thermometer and becoming a thermostat. Ooh. Obviously, if you've been around the church world, you've probably this is heard not a new thought. this example before, but I think it's incredibly important. Um, and, and let me just read this. Thermometer, or thermostat versus thermometer. Thermostats set the temperature. Thermometers read the temperature. And I think I'm seeing a trend with Christians that they would rather go with the flow instead of set the flow. They would rather find somebody with the answer than find out the answer through the leading of the Holy Spirit. They would rather let somebody else do the work rather than they put in the work. And I don't know. I think God's calling us higher. And there is nothing wrong with a little hard work. Mm -hmm. Um, And God has empowered you, just like he's empowered me, to become someone that sets the environment. Mm -hmm. Somebody that sets the tone. Somebody that sets the standard. And I by no means um, am insinuating right that we don't have people we look up to. We don't have ministries that we follow. There aren't uh, great things that we can receive from impartation and mentorship. But what I want you to know is this, that you don't have to chase something in the kingdom of God. God will actually put it inside of you and he will grow it inside of you. And you can become the thermostat setting the temperature instead of the thermometer outside reading it.
1: Yeah, this is not even about people in ministry. I even think about the day-to-day person, right? Our average lifestyle, right? Right. Setting the temperature in our homes, in our friend groups, in our homeschool co-ops. There's so many. In our conversations,
0: in our thoughts. Exactly, there's
1: so many. We find ourselves in so many different circles on a day-to-day basis we got to be setting the temperature even in that and right. not just responding to whatever's happening around us. Right,
0: and our standard is, is very obvious and very clear. 1 Peter 2.21 says, For as a believer, you have been called for this purpose. Okay, so now it's telling you your purpose that you've been called to as a believer. Since Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you may follow in his footsteps. There's another scripture that I didn't put in here, but the Bible says that, if we are followers of Christ, we will live lives similar to Christ or as he was in this world. And I want to encourage you that that is the standard. And Jesus, no matter where he was, it's interesting when you study his life, he always set the environment. He honored, he respected, he was not disrespectful except to the religious people that thought they knew everything. But you could put him in any environment, Let's think about this. When Lazarus had died, and uh, is it Mary and Martha came, and they were running to the one came to Jesus, and she was disheveled. She was like just beside herself, and even blamed him in a certain capacity. But what's interesting is Jesus wasn't impacted by that. Right. I think too often we allow other people to influence us Mm -hmm. instead of us influencing other people see what happens when crisis comes up do we just fall apart and become like the world what happens when big decisions have to be made do we allow our family or our friends or social media to make the decisions for us right i mean what i want to encourage you to do and maybe you already do it but i feel like there's always a greater level of this is to become the standard yep Is to chase after the greatest example and to allow God to flow through us and set that every single place that we go.
1: Yeah, and I was even just thinking, you know, it's not the easy choice. To set the standard isn't the easy choice. Let's just be blunt, right? Oh, yeah. I think convenience is often the goal. We want to be com- we want things that convenience us. And so setting the standard or going against the flow is not convenient right. and it does require us to I was going to be very inappropriate. But it does require us to have some balls. It wow. requires us to have a backbone. She said it. it requires us to be like no, this is what it's going to be. I even think about our family culture, how you and I, for our nuclear family, so Mm. you, me, and the kids, how we've set things that are going to go against what society says are normal, are going to go against what everyone's doing. But you and I have decided that, no, our family will be a thermometer in everything that we do instead of a thermostat.
0: A thermostat instead of a thermometer. The reason that this sparked my attention... wow.
1: Dang, this it's is okay. awkward now. She,
0: she she was raised in a third world country. Her education. was... Well,
1: I actually didn't grow up with a the thermostat.
0: That's like, true, because South Africa, no, South or Africa. a lot of it, does um, not have.
1: False. They're absolutely not ACs. My parents just rubbed me of it. Okay. AC well,
0: I chose I the one family to live with that does not have air conditioners, and I died when I went to South Africa.
1: You. Ch- <laughs> Yeah, you chose the wrong family by choosing me. Is what you're saying? I mean, you know. Uh... Uh, no, but um, I had this thought when I was when Chad was talking earlier, and I was thinking about fish, right? And fish. like fish More thermos,
0: that's the fish. Let's do this thing. Let's go. No, but but
1: I think we all need to make a call in life. This is gonna sound funny, but I promise there's a point. <laughs> we need to choose to be salmon in life. Oh, do you God. know this? fun fact (laughs) salmon salmon (laughs) swim upstream Chad this is serious this is is not a joke it's not funny
0: okay no no Chad's
1: one of those people that sit in people's services and if they make like a funny example he just laughs but this is a serious thing we're serious do you know that salmon swim upstream (laughs) that they swim upstream yes where'd you learn that what kid show
0: did you watch that on I don't know but
1: here's the point they make a choice to go against the grain, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We have to make a choice to go against grain. It's easy yeah. to swim downstream. Yeah. It's easy when the current is going one way to just keep hop on your tube and just go with it. Yeah. It takes some some. So
0: cojones.
1: <laughs> I didn't want to say it again. <laughs> to do it opposite, to do it opposite, and unfortunately, with the temperature that the Ooh. world's at Ooh, right now, look
0: at that. She she brought it
1: back. And she brought it back. It came right back because. <laughs> I I really wanted that salmon example to go somewhere (laughs) and it just, the plane crashed.
0: No, it's perfect. It it really is. I mean, obviously the Bible, I think it's Romans 12, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. Right. And what's interesting is worldliness is not just in the world. Right. I've seen it in Christians. I've seen it in the church. I've seen it in conversations. It has definitely seeped into the church. And it just takes us making that decision and we're not perfect, but we have to make that decision of like Christ is my standard and I am a thermostat. I'm okay, so I go to my friend's house and they want to talk poorly, maybe about the church or about leadership or about another family or about their about their family. Right. And we have to make that decision. Do we engage in worldliness? Do we conform and uh, override our convictions in what we know is right? Or do we set the standard and just... Set, and this is the problem. It's easier to just go with the flow instead of swimming upstream. Right, it's
1: easier to not be a salmon. Yeah,
0: it's
1: easy. Salmons have chosen the hard road in life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, they taste the best. Oh so my gosh. So I guess gosh. it's worth it. Oh my gosh.
0: Uh, I don't even know what... This is, this is, this is falling apart, friends. Um, but... But... It is harder to say from the Florida sun. It's harder to say, hey, you know, I'm not comfortable having this conversation. And
1: not even that. Just changing the subject. You know what something I really admired about your mom? Your mom would always do that. Because your mom was always in different social circles. Mm -hmm. She was somebody that could kind of be in any social circle. I have so many memories, Chad, of Maybe a negative, not necessarily gossip, but like a negative conversation coming up. Somebody maybe talking negatively about something that had happened. And I'd watch your mom every single time turn it around. And it wasn't even, she wouldn't even correct the person. It Mm -hmm. wasn't like, oh, you know, we're not going to talk about that. She would just be like, so you know what? And she would go into a completely different thought. And I loved it because I knew she was being intentional. She was deciding what the temperature Mm -hmm. was going to be set at. She was deciding... How it was going to go. She didn't just fall into what was happening.
0: And you were called to be a leader in whatever capacity you're leading, whether it's your family, whether it's a workplace, whether it's a ministry or a department, um, even if it's you and one other person, you're called by Christ to be a leader and to control that environment and to just swim like that. Oh my gosh, stop bringing it up. up. Salmon aren't
1: actually little. They're actually really big fish. Did you know that?
0: I've caught them. Yes. They're actually
1: huge. Have you really? Yes. Okay, well, they're big. They're not small. <laughs> I know. They have to be big to swim up Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> and the I reason... could actually go
1: somewhere with that yeah. even.
0: Yeah. Oh, go. Go. Pre- <laughs> preach at me, uh, Preacher Jade.
1: No, you have to be strong to go in the opposite direction. Mm. But uh, listen. I'm, this 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 example, it crashed before it even came out of my mouth. So now let's Do you know on. a lot of
0: times they die from all the... Uh, Uh, effort they exert to swim upstream and to lay their eggs. That makes it really awkward. (laughs) That does. (laughs) But don't worry, you're not in your natural strength. Because if you try to do it in your natural strength. Oh, look at this preacher turning things (laughs) around. Here we go. If you try to do it in the natural, you'll always feel like you're dying. But if you do it in Christ, you will be renewed and revived throughout the entire time. That is how you know Chad is a natural
1: preacher, ladies and gentlemen. Do you know this takes me back to our... Chad and I did Toastmasters in our third year of Bible School I oh Promise. We're going we're gonna to go somewhere that this podcast will <laughs> actually benefit you. But um, while we're shooting the breeze. <laughs> while we're hanging <laughs> out here today. <laughs> in our third year, we did a course called Toastmasters, which is a speech class that I highly recommend to anybody who has the opportunity to take part in it, take part in it. But we had to do an impromptu um, preach about an object. And Chad did so well. And I got up there and absolutely <laughs> froze. <laughs> I, I don't just, remember that. You brought up the hurt, the trauma oh, from that.
0: So this whole podcast was initiated by the thought of uh, the smart home guy came in and he was making our <laughs> making our thermostat smart. So now I can control the temperature from my phone. He was really
1: funny. He looked at my son Knox and said, don't worry Knox, by the time I'm done with this house, this house will be Fort Knox.
0: <laughs> it was a great one-liner. By the way, I didn't buy what he was selling. Um, but yes. I would have. If Chad <laughs> had
1: not been here, I probably would have bought whatever he was selling because he was great.
0: And the thought sparked in my mind of if I could not control the temperature inside, I would literally die. Yeah. <laughs> Cause every time we get in the car or park it outside and then get in it, it feels like hell. It is so ridiculously hot. It
1: No, you if, actually burn your butt on the seat when you yeah, get in the car.
0: Yeah. And so like we used to preheat the car in New York to warm it up <laughs> in the pre-cooled. winter. Now we pre cool the car so that we can get in something it's that's really not uh, not gonna burn us. That's true. But I was thinking about the controlling of the environment and how God empowered us to do that. God actually called us to do that in every environment Jesus went into. Whether it was an environment filled with sinners, whether it was an environment filled with, you know, uh, the Jews or people that were saved or his disciples, he always was navigating it into godliness. Right right? And that it's our goal to set that standard of godliness. My mom was an incredible, just like you're bringing up, yep. was such a great example of this. Absolutely. You know, we would uh, joke around and we would have like some guy talk and things like that around the table. And we would joke around and my mom would walk through and she'd be like, well, boys, you know, to the pure, all things are pure. Yeah. And yeah. we would even say things that are like common knowledge, maybe a little bit, uh, uh, you know, boyish or vulgar or whatever you want to call it. And she would just be like, ah, oh, that's so gross. I can't believe you would even, you know, there was just such a purity Absolutely. about her and a navigation to godliness. And it was and a av- purity
1: that she chose though. Mm-hmm. Cause you have to choose it, right? It becomes a lifestyle and I think it does become down to what's on the inside of you. If the words on the inside of you, if the words what's setting yep. a standard that comes out in your speech and how you live.
0: And so that's kind of the how. How do I now live this life of a thermostat? How do I set my environment? And that is the truth. You need to be so full of Jesus that that's who comes out of us.
1: Driven so much back on your conviction for whatever Jesus teaches and Jesus says is okay.
0: Yeah, and I I think too often we throw Jesus 10 minutes in the morning and we think that's going to suffice for a 24-hour day. And that's just not it. You know, we're called to do life with Christ. Like we are his disciple through the Holy Spirit. And he's leading us. Those who are the sons of God, they're led by the Spirit of God. And he is leading us every moment of every day. He's making intercession for us. The Holy Spirit has given us every single thing we need for life and for godliness. And I think too often we just want to wing it on our own. For sure. And I want to challenge you to just get full of Jesus. Start your mornings associated with him, whether it's reading, listening to worship, prayer, or all three. You know, live your life hungry for Jesus. That means opening up your your phone and instead of reading that social post you know read a scripture first or you know take some time to listen to a sermon while you're at work or worship music while you're in the car whatever it may be but fill yourself up so that's who comes out of you
1: right and i think it's important to remember that your time with the lord is not just about what can i get out of the word what's this teaching me Even though, yes, that is what drives your convictions. But it's ministering unto the Lord. We were in, um, we had the privilege of sitting in Nancy Dufresne meetings this past weekend. And I would just watch her because she is such a great example of somebody who ministers unto the Lord. Now, what do I mean by that? She's literally in her time of prayer when she would pray and stuff, she would literally talk to the Lord. Right. God, you're so good. God, thank you. God, you're so holy. And I know that sounds like, well, yeah, whatever. But no, I think so many times in prayer and in the Word, it's all about me and what can I get out of it. Instead right. of actually communing with God and just worshiping, spending time to Him, bringing glory to Him. When you do that, you become fuller and fuller and fuller of Him. So much so that I think you, you almost... Don't ever want to be out of his presence. And so that's what makes it easier for you to start setting the temperature because things that go against his presence start to grieve you yeah. because you can't feel his presence on them, that's right? Good. I don't feel the anointing on that. Or yeah. I don't, oh, this, this is actually grieving my spirit. Yeah, this is gross. Because yeah. it's because of the absence of his presence. Yeah. And so when you get so good at being in his presence and knowing what his presence feels like, you're like a fish out of water.
0: Mm, like that <laughs> salmon. Like that salmon. Well,
1: you're not in his presence. Guys, none of this was in our notes. This is just <laughs> sadly. My, I think our brains are both fried from No, hitting. but
0: the last thing I want to hit on, and then we're going to wrap this thing up a little early, is, is just this. Look, I think you're thinking of yourself too small. Because the thought may be, well, who am I to set the environment? Who am I to make this impact? Who am I to set the standard? And the reality is, is it's who God's called you to be.
1: Absolutely.
0: God has called you to go against the grain. God has called you to be somebody that stands out and is different. And you may see yourself as small, but that's not how God sees you. And we need to shift our perspective and recognize he is empowering us to live this life. Yeah. As he lived, as he is, so are we.
1: Godliness makes an impact. Mm-hmm. Godliness really does. And, and it makes an impact in the most quiet person and in the most loud person, people notice godliness because unfortunately it's not common. So when it happens, people stop and they see it and there's something about it.
0: And I'm even thinking about people that are interested in ministry, right? Like people look at people and they're like, man, I wish I could someday be like them. And that's not wrong, right? That's not a problem. But man, take a moment and look at the gift in you. And this is what always gets me. Tell us. Tell us. It's a scary society when people would rather watch someone else achieve their dreams than put in the effort and chase their own. People are so invested in others that they actually don't take the time to sharpen the gifts and the talents that God has given them. And I really want to challenge you in this because you're greater than you what you see. Like you've got so much more potential and so much more ability than you have in You may see yourself as small or not as the greatest, and here's the reality of the kingdom, the servant of all, the one that's willing to uh, bow the lowest becomes the greatest in the kingdom, and your mindset needs to shift because you need to be the one setting the environment. Amen. Amen. Ten. No, it's just laughing at me. No,
1: because I was imagining somebody giving themselves affirmations. You know how we do make the kids say affirmations. You are strong. No, I would. If your Leslie says, "Oh, you look at yourself in the mirror and say, <laughs> I am a salmon. I am not. <laughs>
0: I'm not saying a wimpy that.
1: little weak fish. I am a strong <laughs> salmon.
0: I'm not saying this.
1: I'm gonna make you, you can say." Choose. It. You can choose what you <laughs> want to do. You're my strong salmon. <laughs> oh, gosh. no! You're the leader salmon of the family. We're going to end
0: here before it gets any worse Guys, listen, than it the, already is. Usually,
1: we just I specifically behave really good on every podcast episode, but tonight, I guess. Here just we are, friends. I'm also on my third latte of the day, which could also be the reason for this behavior. So, if this is the worst episode you've ever listened to, I agree. I, <laughs> I agree. <laughs>
0: but... We love you guys. And uh,
1: have a great Friday. Hey, it's the weekend.
0: Enjoy. Make sure you're in church on Sunday.
1: (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us on the Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single week. If you know of someone who could benefit from this podcast, we would love for you to share it on your social media as well as going ahead and leaving us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.